I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into the Online Enquirer podcast. So we're doing this across state borders, but uh, even with... Myself in Florida, I'm in Tarpon Springs at a Quality Inn and Suites here. Uh, I figure we need to talk some basketball and get on the podcast. And we're doing this via Zoom, so the sound will be a little bit different than my setup at home. But I don't think people care as long as we talk a little Illini hoops. And I'm looking at Derek Piper. And, and Derek, what, what a roller coaster of a week this is. We got uh, recruiting misses. Uh, we have some maybe positivity on, uh, on the front of a a big target, the target you really like for Illinois. And then we got a couple new offers. So uh, even in Florida, man, I had to had to catch up with you and talk some hoops. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm jealous of you being in Florida. Not necessarily the reasons that some other people would think about the beach and whatnot. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of the the road grind. I miss it. I miss the AU and, and all that. So, so good stuff by you and good content so far. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's talk some basketball. It's gotten Gotten busy, gotten eventful. Usually this is the time of year we really dive in on the current class. Uh, a little bit different circumstances, but some dominoes starting to fall. Yeah, before I get to the, the, the news of the week with Illinois basketball, I, I sent like a picture from Florida and people are like, oh, I'm so jealous. Guys, I've done nothing but work, <laughs> which for me is like, as you said, like you're getting back to a grind and part of why I wanted to come down here, but uh, also to get some content. But I, I looked at the bay for like two minutes and uh, I might sneak to the beach for like an hour or two tomorrow there, but uh, that's about it. It's been standing in 95 degree weather, a bunch of rain, some lightning um, and sweating, a lot, a lot of sweating down here in Florida. Yeah. Enjoy it. Soak it up. <laughs> All right, Derek. So uh, earlier in the week, we had two of the guys that we saw on March 1st uh, attended Indiana game. Uh, and we thought, man, Illinois is sitting good with Brandon Weston. He's sitting next to Adam Miller uh, during the game. And Adam Miller is really pushing for him. We thought he could maybe even join Illinois this season as a reclass candidate. We saw David Jones, and I know, Derek, you were one that's like, hey, don't overlook this kid. This is a guy Illinois really, really likes, and they were sitting well with him. Jordan Nesbitt, um, you know, we'd seen on campus as well, I think that same day. And officially, Illinois missed out on two of those guys, Brandon Weston, a, a Brooklyn native, going to Seton Hall uh, on the East Coast, and then David Jones. Um, I know everyone was pretty surprised by this, given the timing of how it all went down, goes to DePaul. Before we break those down, Derek, just what's that mean for the class of 2021? Because it felt like Illinois was sitting so well with a bunch of those wings, and now all of a sudden it's almost like a reset. Yeah, it's a disappointment. It's it's a setback, as we talked about in our chain mail. If you haven't checked that out, make sure to do so on the site. But uh, you thought that you were getting ahead of the curve, and, and you were able to, uh, as we talked about with 2020, the big success of it not only was getting the guards in Adam and, and Curbelo, but just kind of putting some closure to that class early uh, and adding in Coleman Hawkins in there as well. It allowed you to turn focus to 
some very good and I thought very gettable wing targets. Luke Goody, one of those, and you got him. Uh, but you were then trying to add one more and uh, really putting a premium on whether it be David. They were different options. David Jones, physical shot maker. Brandon Weston, physical, strong, athletic, rebounder. Jordan Nesbitt, athletic, shot maker. So uh, different, but they all seem to complement uh, Luke Goody pretty well. And, and again, Illinois got in early on all those guys, put in a lot of effort, had them on campus, which seemed like to be a really big bonus, the fact that the pandemic then hits. So these other options that were coming in later weren't able to have them on campus. David Jones has never been to DePaul. <laughs> and then also they didn't have the AAU scene to really blow up more and get more interest and, and more shooters involved. So uh, it just seemed to stack up Illinois' way. And then all of a sudden they had winning to sell as well. Um, so I, I think to then those three, two of them already off the board, another one in Nesbitt that's been trending pretty strongly towards SLU. And we'll see if Illinois can kind of turn the tide there. But uh, to not be in a desirable spot at this point isn't something that we really envisioned. I think I thought at one point and had heard back in the spring that of those three, Illinois thought at one point they were leading for two of them and, and maybe could have even got Brandon Weston on a reclass to come to 2020. And that doesn't happen. And maybe they don't get any of the three, which would be pretty disappointing. And, and again, I think a lot of the, the success or how we judge success in this class is going to be about Mac ETN and, and the five spot. But um just the amount of time they invested and what one of those could have meant for the, the team would have, you know, it's disappointing. Derek, um, you know, people see DePaul and, and David Jones quickly turns there and they can think what they want and we'll, I, we might never know what happened there and why it changed so quickly. Uh, Brandon Weston, I, I think they were doing very well with. I don't know if they did anything. So I'm a process guy, Derek. Was there anything in the process that you think Illinois did wrong or, or anything that, you know, they messed up or slipped through that they weren't able to get these guys or is this just recruiting and, and sometimes it doesn't go your way? Yeah, I lean towards the latter there, just recruiting. And I think that maybe we forgot, but more so, I think based on the reaction of the fan base, even if you're at a point on the court where you want to be or where Illinois basketball is back, recruiting is still tough. Recruiting is still weird you're still going to have stuff that goes down that doesn't make sense, make logical sense to you. Um, and, and you're still going to miss. And I think that that's some things that were hammered back into the, into the brain this, this past week. But yeah, with both of those, I, I don't really see anything that Illinois did. And I don't want to make it sound biased and make it sound, you know, this is just coming right. from the Illinois perspective. Um, but with David Jones, I mean, Antigua would recruit him for three years and even Brian Snell would put in, Followed my lead, not that he was just following me, but put in a crystal ball Friday, and then three days later he's committing to DePaul. So it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Illinois had David Jones on campus twice. That was more than uh, any of the other major players or suitors. Uh, he had even released a list that included Maryland, Louisville, Oregon. Those are all really good programs. And the buzz around the recruitment was that they just weren't in a position to beat out Illinois because he had – come to Champaign for the NCAA Academy last summer. That was essentially, he was there for four or five days, played on the State Farm Center court, got to talk with the staff a little bit. Uh, it was essentially like an extended official visit, then comes back for the game against Indiana, tells me, he's like, I feel like I'm already part of the family. And he's, he's really, really tight with Andres Feliz. So um, 
maybe the one fault I would say is for whatever reason, you couldn't close it down. You, you weren't able to take that position you were in and turn it into a commitment for whatever reason. Again, you can only push it as far. It's up to the recruit to decide that they're ready to, to make that pledge. Uh, and then Brandon Weston, that one just, the tide turned when they weren't, they, they made the, the run to get him in 2020. He spent four years in high school. Uh, Adam Miller was even being vocal, like, follow me to Illinois, not only in general, but this year. Let's, let's go play together this year. And when they made that push, which there were multiple efforts, uh, they, they, they didn't get it done. I, I know that his mom in particular thought that he could be benefited from another year uh, playing in prep school, developing his game, maybe boosting that recruitment a little bit more. And after that, it just got to a point where Illinois fell. We don't know what more we can do. So, uh, again, I don't know that they messed up or I wouldn't even say that they, you know, took their foot off the gas or anything. Things, the dynamic changed a little bit when he stayed in 2021 to where are you going to take Weston and Jones and Goody? Because those are three wings. I think Weston's more of a combo forward because he's not even a traditional perimeter guy. Um but, yeah, long story short, I, I don't think Illinois necessarily did too many things wrong, but I think you could question why David Jones didn't, you know, materialize into, into a commitment and then DePaul was able to jump in and weirdly lock that thing down real quick. Yeah, David Jones is, is way more odd to me than the Brandon Weston because Brandon Weston's from the East Coast, right? At Seton Hall, he's a huge recruit there. At Illinois, he kind of would, he's still a big recruit for Illinois. I mean, he's a top 100 kid, uh, but he kind of would have come into a role play. Um, kind of position, right, where uh, with Seton Hall, he could be the guy eventually. So uh, that one makes a little bit more sense to me than the David Jones. So where's that leave Illinois? We're we'll, we'll getting into some new offers, but with the guys they've been targeting for a long time, Derek, because I, I think what this week was for Illini fans was like, man, everything was going well, right? Like Io's coming back. Kofi's coming back. We just finished fourth in the Big Ten. We would have made the NCAA tournament if it wasn't for a pandemic. We get an early commitment in the Brad Underwood era with Luke Goody, and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be an easy class, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's just going to be, oh, this is going to be no stress. And now all of a sudden, excuse me, <clears throat> where are you at with your top recruits? So where are they with the guys they've been in for a long time, whether that's Nesbitt or Bryce Hopkins or Mac Etienne? I still like where they're at with ETN. And the one thing that I think that you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself is he's always been, even before the pandemic, a guy that wanted to decide later on in the process. Now, right now, as he currently sits, he's only been two places for officials. Now he's taken on officials to a handful of those East Coast schools, including Syracuse, which is a, a player not to forget about. But he's been on officials to Illinois and Marquette. And Illinois makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, they've really pressed hard. Him and Frank Kepnang, I know that Illinois fans would prefer to be in a good spot with both of those, but they both come from the same AAU program, some of the same people involved in their recruitment. And I, what concerns Illinois fans is just the depth of high-quality fives. Because if you don't get ETN, then, then who? Then who, who are you looking at after that? But uh, with him in particular, I, I – I think you can maybe assume part of that is being in a very good spot with ETN. Now, again, it's about closing the deal and, and, and being able to turn that into a commitment. And we'll see uh, if they're able to do that at some point here. Uh, I'm not expecting in the fall, but, but when can that happen? Jordan Nesbitt, they're going to have to turn the tide. They're, they're still in it. They're still working it. they're still in communication with him and his family. But 
SLU has a lot of buzz. Uh, Nesbitt can't take any visits right now, but uh, especially in a pandemic, I don't know if you can necessarily fault a guy for wanting to stay close to home. And, um, you know, they SLU clearly had the sell that stole Jordan Goodwin when, when he had a lot of other high majors. And you're going to wonder playing in the A-10 versus playing in the Big Ten or another uh, Power Five conference. But uh, they have a sell for him to be a, a hometown star. And look, Illinois can't necessarily knock that when you have Io. You're trying to sell Io and those guys in the in-state to, to do the same thing. But uh, Illinois would still makes a lot of sense for him. Uh, the sell, look, I mentioned Io there. Nesbitt and Io's game are, are pretty similar. It's bigger guards that can really, really score. And I know that early on in the process, or even when Illinois was just offering Nesbitt, he talked a lot about Io's a guy that I look up to that I think that I can be like in college and then obviously ball myself into the NBA. So they're still in there. I still think they're one of his top options, if not you know, in the top two with SLU, but uh, can you overcome that and make sure it's not another, uh, you know, good one finish? That, that would be something that we'll have to see. Uh, and then, yeah, Bryce Hopkins, uh, your top target going into the 2021 class. He commits to Louisville. Uh, the early buzz when he first opened it up is I heard a lot of different people say just Illinois probably doesn't have a, a very good chance. Um, and I think now that they think that they've, they, they've made some strides. They think that they're back in it. They're on his top nine, which, look, nine schools versus being the one is, is a big difference. But uh, the Kentucky, Kentucky offer looms large, and they have an assistant now there, and, and Bruiser Flint, who was at Indiana and recruited him, and he's now at Kentucky, and Kentucky's Kentucky. Uh, I would love to see the reaction of the Louisville fan base if he does commit there. Uh, and, and I think another interesting point, Joe Hendrickson of uh, City Suburban Hoops Report uh, sometimes said that Hopkins probably right now isn't going to decide until the middle of the season. So I think the longer it drags out, gives Illinois more time to kind of get that relationship where they want it and, and maybe have a very, very good start to their season, which they're fully expecting. Great stuff, and Derek, they're, they're starting to widen the net, uh, which I think we both know they need to do given some of the misses. So when we come back, let's talk about two new offers that I find really intriguing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, Derek, Illinois is not sitting on its hands, just putting all its eggs in one basket. And that's, that's one thing I, I think Illinois fans should have confidence with this staff is, boy, they, they have a wide reach. They have a wide net. And, uh, I mean, how many guys – I wrote about the other day in our chain mail. How, how many guys have they signed early? They, they haven't signed. Most of these guys have come later in the process. I mean, Kofi was committed 
kind of right after the November signing period, but didn't sign until the spring. Uh, Adam Miller didn't sign until the spring. Um, you've had a lot of guys, Alan Griffin, Georgie Bashanish, really some really good players uh, who've signed later in this process, and they've kind of found these guys later. Uh, Wesley Carday from West Oaks Academy, or Wesley Cardit, not sure which is the pronunciation, but number 54 in the 24-7 sports rankings. They have him higher than the rest of the industry. Uh, but what do you think of this this guard from West Oaks Academy and right here in Orlando, Florida? And uh, what do you think of the Illini's chances? I like him as a prospect. I like the offer. Uh, when you look at his highlight tape, he, he has some traits that are, are pretty, you know, reminiscent of Iowa's game when, when he was coming out of high school. He's six foot five, six foot six. He's a combo guard. Can play on or off the ball. Um, he's got great length and ability to handle for his size. Uh, his passing has really stood out to me uh, based on what you see from him. It does some of those same things that you see Io in terms of, you know, getting in the lane with his penetration, then like a no-look dump off to the big or finding the, the shooter on the backside. I think he's got great feel for his game. Uh, and you may even in terms of question marks or, or things that he needed to improve at the next level, his shot, his release isn't super clean, super uh, needs to be quicker. And that's, again, those are things that we talked about with Io. Uh, in terms of Illinois, where they sit, they are getting in late. Uh, they, they are offering at a point in time when Miami and Florida home, home state schools have been in for a long time. They both had him on campus. How hard are they pushing for him? That's a question mark. Because uh, you mentioned it there. Wes was a guy that, when you look back at his rankings, at one point was a five-star by some rankings and, and was a top 30 composite guy. Uh, and it's fallen a, a little bit since then. So um, it, that, that part of it is interesting. Illinois has monitored him for a long time. They're familiar with him. Uh, now feel like uh, he, they want to offer and they want to get involved. And, look, he, he's got a lot of upside, a lot of things to like. And one thing that I would look at is just the familiarity with the people involved in his recruitment. He's at West Oaks Academy, played for team break on, on the AU circuit. Same thing as Andres Felice, same high school program, same AAU program, same coach and Kenny Gillian who coached Felice. And um, they watched, he told me, I talked to him yesterday. He's like, we watched a lot of Illinois basketball last year. We wanted to check in on our guy. And uh, we saw how they used Io and Felice and Trent Frazier who they're familiar with down in South Florida. Uh, so I think that in terms of the relationship with Antigua, what they think of Underwood as a coach, uh, there are some things to like. Uh, as far as Illinois' ability to, to get in there. Now, again, back to Miami, back to Florida. Alabama's worked it. Uh, Maryland was in there a couple of months ago. He has some nice suitors, um, but it sounds like he's not necessarily in a rush to make a decision. So we'll have to wait and see if Illinois can, can lay the groundwork, really become a major player. But uh, in terms of a guy to, to pivot from the Jones and Weston recruitments and go there, and even to go to a guy that's more – dynamic with the ball a guy can be a another ball handler that sounds like that's something that they're putting more and more of a priority on uh, in terms of adding to this class as a guy that can be in the backcourt and play with Andre Curbelo or even with Curbelo's on the bench be a guy that can be a lead guard yeah you and I were talking I think offline Derek like two weeks ago and you're like I think guard's going to be a bigger need in this class moving forward than maybe we've talked about because we, we've been focused so much on wings uh, but they offered another guard, Ty Ty Washington, which I have a nephew named Tyler and my one and a half year old daughter calls him Ty Ty. So I love this name, hey. Ty Ty Washington out of Arizona, number 57 in the 24-7 rankings. Again, a little bit higher than the uh, 
the industry 24-7 on Ty Ty Washington. Uh, so what do you think of his game uh, and the Illini's chances, you know, getting in this recruitment at this point? I like Ty Ty. It was a name that started here a week or so ago, and he's already released a top 10. And I think that that tells me the fact that he started hearing his name, then an offer comes this week that Illinois wanted to make sure it was a recruitment that they could get in on and actually have a chance. Uh, he has some some nice suitors in that top 10, Auburn, LSU, Arizona State. He's been to ASU for their team camp. USC is another one. Uh, and he's pretty darn good. If you look at Illinois' – or if you look at 24-7's rankings, he's one of the top 10 point guards in the class uh, based on how they're, they're ranking him. And he's six foot three. He's got a lot of scoring ability. He played – on the Pangos Best of Arizona League, and that was actually a league that I think Brandon Weston participated in this summer. And in June, he averaged about 30 a game out there. So he's a guy that can really, really fill it up. He has a lot of ball handling ability, passing. Uh, so I think Illinois obviously would have to sell him on getting enough opportunity with the ball in his hands to play alongside under Cabello. Uh, I do like that he has some size to him. He does have the ability to be – a big-time threat as a catch-and-shoot guy. So can he buy into playing alongside him? Because I think in terms of fit, just with his skill set and with his his size, it makes sense. You can, you're can you not sacrificing things at the defensive end when you have Corbello, who's smaller, who's more slender, but you play him with a two-guard or six-foot-three. I think that, that you can make that work. Uh, again, uh, similar to, to Cardet or, or Carday, however we're calling him, you, you have to, to work that recruitment. And you have to see if – if they can get in there and, and sell it and obviously uh, do some Zoom calls. Because right now there's we don't see a point in time when he's going to be able to get on campus. But um, Josh Gershon, who's our national guy out west, has said that it's one that uh, – a recruitment that isn't all that narrowed down, that he's not in a, in a big rush either. So I think that that could be something you look at as Illinois and, and you have time to maybe make up some ground. All right, Derek. So after all of this, these recruiting misses – um, what's your worryometer in the class of 2021 for Illinois basketball? One being not worried whatsoever. It's still going to be a great class. Ten being, oh, my God, Illinois basketball is going downhill again. That's a good one. That's a good question. Uh, I, I would still say below five. Uh, I, I think that you can make a case for it being at least a five just because the options are thinning out. Yeah. And you look at, you know, right now you have – Nesbitt, you have Hopkins, you have ETN. After that, you have Cardet and Washington, and you've offered Penzone uh, at Lehigh, but I don't think you're really pushing that. You don't have a lot of options, and you're probably going to have at least four spots, and you can maybe always count on one extra one because four would be Io going pro, Kofi going pro, Trent and DeMonte both graduating. Uh, now, I made the argument to chain mail, and I, I'm sticking to it, if you get Goody and you get ETN and those are the only high school prospects you get, I think you did well. I think that that's a pretty good high school haul. And then you look in the spring and whether it's transfer market, whether it's guys with coaching changes, get out of their letter of intent. There's just a, a lot of activity late in the cycle that I think if Illinois has a season and they think they can, and you know, you're a top 10 caliber team, you got a lot of cachet, you got a lot of ability to, to attract those late guys looking for destinations, looking for, uh, you know, places to go. So I, I'm not too worried. And again, to your point, you, you brought it up and it, and it makes a lot of sense. And even just looking at these options in Tai Tai and, and West that, that are 
pretty darn good top 100 caliber options that they now can pivot to. Uh, this staff has shown they can go a lot of different places to find talent. They, could, they can secure it and find guys that we haven't even been talking about at this point in previous classes. So I'd say maybe it's a three or four, uh, not too concerned. And I think the staff is, has earned that level of trust. Yeah, I'm probably at a four because of the last thing you just said. Uh, I, I just think I, this staff has earned my trust when it comes to finding talent and building a roster, uh, which was really our big question about Brad Underwood coming in, right? It wasn't the coaching acumen. It was the building a roster. But obviously, Antigua and, and Chin Coleman, with their reach everywhere, and now you add Gentry a little bit to, to what they're doing. Um, yeah, I just think they, they've earned the trust that they, they can find uh, options and that their B option might not be – as bad as even a step below their A option. I mean, it felt like uh, in other staffs, you went from A to B, and it was a big drop-off after that, right? And in this, it doesn't feel like that. Um, plus, they're good on the transfer portal. I think Hutcherson and Grandison being here for another year gives me less worry about 21-22, that hey, if you don't get David Jones or you don't get Jordan Nesbitt, you're not going to be a failure in 21-22 because you have – two 23-year-old, I think, seniors uh, out there on the wing, along with Adam Miller and Andre Curbelo running guard. So uh, for, for me, I, the biggest guy in this class is, is the biggest guy. It's Mac Etienne, right? I mean, that, that is the biggest need. Who's going to replace Kofi, assuming Kofi's not here as an upperclassman, which I think is a pretty safe assumption. Um, who's going to be there with Georgie to, to make that a top half Big Ten center group? To, just to be on that top level in the Big Ten, you got to have those posts. Um, and, and Kofi showed that last year that you have one of those guys, um, you you just change your program. You got to keep having those guys. So I think they have a great sell, uh, and obviously a lot of playing time to sell. But I, I think that's the key. So if Mackie Etienne flew off the board this week, I'd probably rise past a five, right? Because <laughs> like, okay, where mm-hmm. are they going in this class? But uh, with those four scholarships, I, I think they'll find good players. I, I think they'll find talented players. Plus, they have Adam Miller, and I think Adam will be here more than one year. Andre Curbelo will be here a while. I'm really intrigued by Coleman Hawkins and, and Benjamin Bossman's Redonk. Luke Goody, while he's fallen in the 24-7 sports, and no, not just because he committed to Illinois, but while he's falling, he's a good fit for, for those other pieces, right? So I still like what they have, um, and I still trust that they'll find pieces that they need. Yeah, I agree with all that. I think that the only glaring immediate need next year is the five. You could even play Georgie as your starting five next year. And I, I think that defensively you might not be super thrilled about it, but Georgie's going to be a senior and Georgie's still, um, we'll see how, what he shows this year, but Georgie's still a good player. And that's something that uh, he clearly showed and he has the talent, but uh, even if he's going to be your starting five, you need a pretty high quality backup. And ETN could be that, whether ETN's going to start uh, or Georgie, you want someone other than, Jermaine Hamlin and Brandon Lee to really kind of lean on in, in that kind of uh, of a situation. And I, I do think, and I'll I'll take the staff's word for it, Coleman Hawkins is a guy that they're thrilled about. Boss Manager Dunk looks the part as well as anybody on the roster, anybody out there in college basketball. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think Adam's here for another year. If Curbelo, Adam, and Hutch, your backcourt uh, next, you know, the season after next, uh, you're feeling great, still have Grandison. Uh, and Luke Goody fits into that mix as well. So uh, while you don't want to sacrifice the momentum or, or not capitalize on the momentum that you you feel like you have and you should have when you're preseason top 10 and you put in a lot of time on some of these you know, high-priority high targets and you don't get them, that would be 
uh, a missed opportunity. But at the same time, I don't think that momentum is going away if a top 10 team lives up to their preseason billing. It's still going to be there. So, uh, yeah, again, if ETN were to fall off and then you look at the five spot and they're like, I, I don't know who the, the next target is, uh, that would be concerning. But as it stands right now, I think Illinois is in a very good spot there. Uh, still have some big swings to take with Hopkins and Nesbitt, guys that they're maybe not where they want to be at, but still in the mix. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not freaking out. I, I'm not worrying too much, uh, but we'll kind of see what happens. Hashtag Illini problems, right? Like you, even when you're that's doing right. well, you, you still find things that ah, can you stay on that level? That's, that's the hard part of doing it, but uh, you just kinda, you're scarred. You're scarred from the Bruce <laughs> Weber. You know, you go to the, the title game and, Look, weird stuff still happens. It was after the title game when Eric Gordon was committed and all of a sudden he flips. And I know the things that the build up, the classes after that, and all of a sudden you're not in the position you want to be. But uh, just because David Jones flips to DePaul, you're, you're kind of – you're not on the same level there yet. I understand it, though. Not yet. Not yet. All right. We'll have a podcast called Freak Out. All right. It's time to freak out whenever that happens. Uh, Derek Piper, I know you got a lot of content coming up. Uh, you, you spoke with Jacob Grandison uh, here recently, and uh, I know you got some stuff coming up on the new offers as well, right? I do. Yeah. I'm excited about the Grandison piece. I'm planning to put that out this weekend, talking to his trainer who he worked with uh, out in California during high school. This is a guy that I don't feel like we've maybe fully got his story. Maybe he's talked about it before, but didn't play varsity basketball in high school. Uh, was working out with a trainer every morning uh, and trying to get an opportunity. Wanted to play college. Ended up at a prep school. Goes to Holy Cross. Now he's at a Big Ten school that's ranked in the top ten. He's supposed to be a pretty big contributor. So got good stuff from him. I look forward to talking to his trainer, uh, Wes Cardet. I'm trying to talk to him. I talked to Kenny Gillian, his head coach. Had some pretty good things to say, not only breaking down his game, but, again, uh, the, the connection with Antigua, the fact that Andres Feliz played there, that, that played pretty well with them. Uh, we'll try to talk to Ty Ty Washington, get an update there. And uh, also still looking at 2022, I talked to Colin Smith, who had a Zoom with the staff. down. In, he's a top 100 down in Texas. Uh, Gentry's recruiting him and had a Zoom with the staff a couple weeks ago. I talked to him yesterday. So, it's getting busy. We're, we're rolling it out. You got it all covered down in Florida for football, and uh, basketball's heating up. So it's exciting. Grinding away. We'll, we'll see if uh, football happens here before the change of the calendar year. I'm, I'm, I'm typed into to Sir Yacht here, <laughs> believing everything. Who is that guy? I don't know. He so First up out there, man. Just, just throw it out there, and maybe it'll, maybe we'll get hit. I guess. At least you have Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick, a little bit more credibility he's he seems to be on that train as well so uh I'm hopeful just some of these maybe not Illinois included in the comeback that would be um let's not even go there yeah uh, I'm just I I think these are hopeful reports I think you got coaches kind of leaking this stuff out um has enough change for the presidents and chancellors we'll see but now you throw President Trump in the mix of all of this and boy uh it's just been a whirlwind of, of stuff but uh thanks for listening to the Atlanta Inquirer podcast if you don't already you can subscribe to us now 30% off a VIP subscription of course with all this basketball stuff and all the stuff I'm getting out in football uh it is well worth uh the price of admission there Derek Piper good to catch up with you man enjoy Illinois for the next couple of days until I get back <laughs> I will have fun stay safe down there man All right. Thanks, Derek. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast.
It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.